0: Am I the only one of us who still, who takes handwritten notes for Craniacs?
1: I've never taken handwritten notes. I have terrible handwriting. I have chicken scratch. When uh, it was the first Mother's Day that Tara and I were dating, she saw me write mom on a card and like the address and she said, oh, that's so cute. You're writing it like a little kid for Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, that's not what's happening here.
0: I mean, I can't say my, hand, my handwriting is the best. I can read it and everything. But yeah, I just, you know what? Maybe it's because you don't take handwritten notes while watching Craniacs. That's why your handwriting
1: is... Probably, but I'm 40 at this point. It's not like high up on my list of things to change that's fair. about that's myself. That's
0: fair. I bought, speaking of handwriting, early on in the pandemic, uh, when I thought this thing was going to last a few months, I bought one of those, I bought a hand lettering kit, like how to learn how to hand letter. And I was like, this will be fun and relaxing. Um,
1: hand lettering?
0: You know, it's it's like not calligraphy, but it's like almost like art. You see like a lot of Etsy shops with it. Somewhere
1: where... between cursive and calligraphy.
0: Yes, but it's usually bigger. The letter's usually bigger and stuff. Mm. Um, and I was like, this would be nice for like cards I write to people and stuff. Um, craniacs, <laughs> I don't even know if I took the pins out of the package.
1: <laughs> I was about to say when's the last time you wrote a card to someone? Last week. Oh, well, never mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm not just talking think of about- how much
1: better it could have been had you stuck with this and
0: I'm not just talking about my mother's day card that wasn't the card I was talking about so yeah no I I like mailing cards to people um I I also I buy a lot of cards so I'm like Laurel you gotta mail these to people
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I I think there's something to be said about the link between I'm not interested in working on my handwriting and I don't have good handwriting and how much handwritten stuff I do like i I remember like before most people I was Before you could buy like Avery stickers Mm -hmm. with your address on it, I would print out addresses and things and like tape them on to stuff (laughs) just because I was like, I don't want to write these 8 million times when my mother used to be very uh, serious about me writing thank you notes to everybody. Now I just make sure and try it. I mean, it it, it helped me and I'm very thankful to people, but I don't do a lot of handwritten thank you notes anymore. I was going to say, I
0: didn't get a thank you note for that Craniac's alphabet.
1: I I don't think there's any thank you in the world big enough for this this gift, <laughs> Laurel. Um, this is my true. biggest thank you. Is it's still being cut off? I feel so. <laughs> every time I look at the the me and yeah, the, the video shot. It's like of right. The Troll Hunter there.
0: poster. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, I, love this, poster. I th- this this should surprise no one if you're a regular lis- listener of Craniacs, but I am a big proponent of thank you notes. <laughs> um yeah. As, and this is where my mother raised me well. A good thank you note takes less than five minutes. And um, I am surprised by how many, and I hate to say women in my generation because I, I think thank you notes should obviously apply to everybody, but how many women in my generation don't, never really got the, ne- ne- never had the art of thank you notes forced upon them. <laughs> because I've had people comment to me on how like thoughtful my thank you notes like have been or um yeah I just I don't know I find that people are always happy to get a thank you note so
1: I just I just can't remember the last time I got like stationary in general
0: well that's another thing I still love stationary so I have okay this is this is gonna be the most laurel the laurelist thing of the episode I have personal stationery with my name on it and then I have business correspondence stationery with my name on it.
1: I mean, not entirely unsurprising.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like up there with like Laurel has five bathrobes and they're all purple. Of course I have two sets of stationery <laughs> for different occasions. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I like things monogrammed. I like stationery like I like going in stationery stores and be like, this is really neat and then I'm like, goodbye because uh-huh. I'm like I don't write anything. I find the the uh, you know, I have a bunch of like moleskin Little tiny moleskin um, notebooks. Notebooks, because I like—I'll write a few things in them, but so many of them are like ten pages full, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I also have a thing about notebooks, and that especially if I really like them, like I like the cover and everything, I'm like, well, let's not use it up too fast, and so then I never use it.
1: Use it, right, 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 right. The oh. only person who has ever like completely filled out uh, a notebook is Kevin Spacey in Seven. Like, that's the only person in the world who has filled notebooks. Never,
0: never seen Seven. So
1: well, he's—they go into his house, and he's got bookshelves full of notebooks Mm -hmm. and they're all like and they're like there's no way we could ever glean anything from any of this
0: I, i i fill up work notebooks like i but it's funny to see how long a work notebook lasts me like the one that i got when i started my job two and a half years ago i just filled up in like september so
1: tara asked for a pen the other day and i pulled one out we have i have a little like when i got my subaru forester they gave us like a little moleskin notebook with a pin in it i pulled out she goes this is a really nice pin i'm like oh it better be it only cost me a car <laughs> to, to have this
0: at, you guys I, crazy acts i just seattle however whatever we call you i just really need to paint the picture i have right here and that ryan looks like Such a professional podcaster right now. It looks like he's, like, Mm. kicked back in, like, a recliner. It looks like Armchair Expert.
1: I am. It is a recliner. kicked back
0: in a recliner. He's got his big headphones on, and he's holding his microphone in his hand because it's a handheld mic. Yes. These
1: these mics, we decided to go with these because I think they sound better. And also, like, we just kept getting into all this trouble with trying to figure out where to put, like, a desk mount or clamped stand. So we just, like, let's just hold them. And I like it. but I will say I a lot of a lot of my like trying to figure out, you know, my podcasting space was um the Michael Rosenbaum podcast. Do you know that one inside you with it's a lot of like B-TV actors and stuff is, like
0: is, is he from um, Smallville?
1: Yes, okay. Lex Luther from Smallville. Yeah. So it's his it's his podcast, and he's got like this kind of setup. I think he's got a better arm and everything. But I was like looking at, it, I was like, what's what's nice? You know, Tara's got her chair right here. There's the TV for anything for 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 uh um princess diaries we still got this little stand where i can put up this for whatever now when you guessed it's not just looking at me it's looking at tara as well it's real nice we got it all figured out so it's a nice space i'm super relaxed it's great
0: inside baseball when 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 is my zootopia episode like when do i need to
1: watch that so it's next season so right now we're taking a break i can actually tell you if i worked on the um Calendar. I can give you the tentative date right now, but I don't know it off the top of my head. But I will, I'll do that off the air. Yeah, do that um, off the air. But yes, we have that all set up. I just we're taking a, a a a long break with a couple little movies in between. But we are we 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 just we were getting very burnt out by the end of this last section of movies. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Um, <laughs> should we go ahead and get started?
1: Yes, but before we do, I want to talk about one thing that's that's very Fraser related, and that was uh, got a grocery order today. Ooh. Decided to, you know, we have a we're going to San Diego next week uh, oh, to see. I didn't know that. We were going to see uh, a friend of Tara's um, has a play that is opening in San Diego. The one that the uh, one that was supposed to start. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic and you know obviously has gone through a bunch of pushbacks as most everything has but especially live arts so finally he's got a play that's that's opening and so we're gonna go see it we're also gonna go to the zoo but so anyway got a few things for lunches was looking like oh i'll get some sandwich stuff um and i'm like i'm gonna go a little different so i had this idea so i looked up like a local new jersey deli near where tara lives and looked for some like sandwich compositions. I was like, ooh, they got one that has, uh, uh, I believe it's pronounced capicolo and sopresta uh-huh. salami and provolone. I was like, I'll get that and I ordered it and I was so excited and I got it and then they like thick cut it and in my head I was like going, how could you thick cut Capicolo. How would you, why would you even think to do this? These, and then I pull out this suppressor it was also thick kind of like these people just don't know how to handle fine Italian meats. And literally I realized as soon as the word fine Italian meats happened that the voice that was in my head was being read by Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Like there was no I, I question. In my head it. was like, I can hear yes, it. Yes. Like who are these, who are these heathens to not yes. thinly slice? I will say I still stand by the fact that they were like thick ham slices of Oh, Italian meats that were not good. Like it made it pretty much. I'm like now. I'm like I have to like chew on this instead of. Yeah,
0: it. no, I, I I would agree that 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 doesn't sound ideal. Um,
1: but the way it was coming to my head today was was at lunch today was was definitely Frasier and I was like, I got to remember this to. To talk to Laurel about yes. how he was just in my head making me think about all uh, that. I'm just,
0: you know, I'm glad that it feels like Fraser's rubbing off on you some. So you know,
1: um, yeah. Hopefully, the the, the I, I'm okay with pretentious Fraser as opposed to unbearable Fraser. Y- yes, or um, like which we get a we what? get a little bit of in one of these episodes.
0: Or like, yeah. What, why isn't this model after me? Although I have to say, they seem to have toned that down as the series. Yes, has gone by. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we should go ahead and get started.
1: Absolutely. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We talk about fine Italian meats and how thick they should be cut. But uh, sometimes not we talk for about anything. Frazier. We're
0: actually <laughs> talking about Italian meats and how they should be cut.
1: So we talk about Frazier sometimes. And today we are talking about. Uh, I don't have the season. Yes, I do. Season, season nine, nine, episode, episode 10. ten. Junior agent, Frazier's show has been losing the ratings to a hot new program, Doctor Zach. Which has a heavy advertising budget, KACL refuses to match their exposure, so Fraser calls on BB to turn the screws. So, we I had a you know Jason, uh, my friend from SMU. So he was in town uh, this last week, and we met for for dinner, and we were he's asking about. the, phrase, the podcast he was actually oh, he Oh, that's said he so was, nice. And it was funny because he was saying like, oh, you know, I I like that show. I don't think, he's a huge Golden Girls fan, okay. which is really funny. He always says you could turn out a Golden Girls within about like five minutes. He can do those. I know exactly what this episode is. Or I know mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Blah, blah, blah. But um, he, he also said, like, I really like Frasier. And he was like, you know who I really like? Um, Who like, I want to hate her, but I like her so much. And that's, you know, his, his agent, and I was like BB, and he was like, "Yes, she's great." And it was just funny that to turn on this episode and realize that like it was a BB episode. I know,
0: but B- and BB, sadly, that we just don't get enough of BB in this episode. I mean, I know no. that's the point, but
1: yes, um, she's great in it. I love her bit. Uh, like, I, like I said, I don't know if I said this on air, but my notes have mysteriously disappeared. So I'm doing this the best from memory I can. Uh, was kind of shocked at first to see Kristen Chenoweth just kind of hanging out in the background. And I was like, that's Kristen Chenoweth. Like, and then it was her becoming a more major part of the episode was a lot of fun.
0: Yes. Do uh, we need to have a moment to talk about Kristen Chenoweth, AKA uh, Portia Sanders? Because this is what, 2002 at this point? So Kristen Chenoweth has, I think, perhaps won her Tony by this point for um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. But.
1: Okay. I was wondering what the Wicked timeline was. I don't know when Wicked. I don't got think Wicked big. was
0: out yet. Let's just see. Uh, I'll say Wicked. Cry.
1: I will also say while you're looking that up, I was shocked. I mean, I know she's a small person, mm-hmm. but like seeing her in a you know full shot of the whole you know in like a a multi camera uh, sitcom setting where you're there's you're not standing on apple uh, mm-hmm. apple carts, you're not doing apple any boxes, of that stuff. Yeah. Apple boxes uh she is tiny she is very oh, tiny
0: yes. yes um so wicked uh, premiered in june of 2003 so this is about a year a little over a year before wicked
1: um, wow so that's was, that's a pretty big get
0: yeah i mean she was already i remember that i knew who she was i knew that she was mm-hmm. a broadway actress when she was on Frasier. so um, who was
1: she in charlie brown
0: uh i believe she's his sister uh sally maybe
1: that sounds right. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, I know. I when you say his sister, I remember exactly who you're talking about. I just don't know her name.
0: Um, I I've never seen you're a good man, Charlie Brown. So neither um, have I. Well, that doesn't help. But it was it was you're a good man, Charlie Brown. I think that's the only Tony she's won. Um, yeah, that's the only Tony she's won. She's been nominated. Really,
1: nothing for was she nominated for Wicked? She
0: was, but Adina Menzel won for Wicked. So oh, they were nominated okay, okay, okay. against each other. Um, I completely forgot. Um, that she about the story arc she had on glee as a high schooler did you watch glee i don't remember mm-hmm. okay she played um a high school a woman who dropped out of high school and came back to finish her high school get her high school diploma and everything and joins the glee club um <laughs> and she, she she pops in and out of a few episodes because she ends up like leaving high school again because she realizes like that, that it's the kid's time to shine not hers and that's like the-
1: a that's like a rebel wilson movie that's coming out or has come out oh is it where she, I think she gets goes into a coma at the end of her senior year and wakes up and needs to finish it or something. Oh wow!
0: Well, um, so here's why I mentioned Broadway again because the same Broadway musical that I saw Tony Goldwyn in, mm-hmm. she was the star of it. So I saw her after the show, and on the playbill I have her signature somewhere. She is the tiniest in person. Oh, she yeah. is like pocket sized. Like, she was wearing heels, and she was still, t- I mean, tiny in every sense of the word. Like, her frame is tiny. She
1: Why is does used. that look on stage?
0: Um, She had big hair. I will say okay. that. She had big hair. Uh, it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, she was playing opposite Sean Hayes, who I don't think is a, you know, super tall, super, like, mm. broad guy, but um, she didn't look like well, a child on stage, but she was also wearing really high heels on stage, and they just did a lot to make her look very mature,
1: is it like when you see athletes, like I hate to bring up wrestling, but wrestling and football, where everybody is the same size, like near each other, and then you see them next to normal, like like yes. or football, especially when the ref walks up and you're like, oh, those people are, huge.
0: Well, or they're like talking like, to you a, don't a sports really reporter realize. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. It, it Oh yeah, it, it wasn't. I, let me put it this way: it wasn't distracting. Um, mm-hmm. But also, um, Kristen Chenoweth and I are sisters because she is also a Gamify. Oh no, so kidding! We are sisters under the crescent moon. And, uh, <laughs> that is a, that is a bond that can't be broken. So all my gamma FIs out there know, we know what that's all about. So.
1: never mind. I was going to say sisters under the crescent moon sounds like you're synced up, but that, uh, <laughs> sorry.
0: Maybe she lived in a sorority house. Maybe that happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. She did not live in
0: my sorority house. She went to Oklahoma city university, our beta Omicron chapter. So.
1: Hmm. <laughs> um, what do we have to say about like I'm trying to think of stuff to say about this one before. Like again, no notes, but the, the I I liked the end of this one a lot. Yes. Um, I a lot of it is him trying to convince uh the, the main crux of the episode is there's that it's it's basically now was it Dr. Drew who and Dr. who had like this No, 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 in oh. real life who had like the Oh. the national like basically sex talk. Yeah, but it was you know, talking gosh, about, I like...
0: I don't know. Why did I think Dr. Drew was just rehab? I thought he was, like,
1: maybe a, that's a rehab it.
0: person. I was thinking, like, Dr. Ruth. Wasn't she the, like...
1: She was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, I, I think there was another one. It was, like, Adam Carolla before he was on The Man Show. And, like, this guy. And they had a national syndicated one. And he was, like, actually a psychiatrist or psychologist oh, okay. or something, I think. he was. He, I mean, he could have been Dr. Oz for all I know. Where it's, like, just a honor honorific but um, and they would have callers call in and you know it it was it became I think more of like who could call in and come up with the wildest story that they would let on the air Mm -hmm. and it could be like fictional so it was hard it was hard to listen to near the end but like in the beginning it was they would actually give advice and stuff like that Um, and that's kind of what this sounded like there wasn't a lot it was it was it seemed to be just basically like a little a little more titillating than actual Help. Yeah. I can't even remember what the original thing they were talking about was. I'm going off mostly what Roz's uh, response yes. to it was, where she was like, oh, I'm, it became obvious she listened all the time.
0: Well, and so here's the thing, though, is that what when they were saying like, oh, he's doing really well in the ratings and all these different things, I was like – those are two completely different audiences. Like, I yeah, don't know no that kidding. people, I was like, these shows are very different from each other. So, I don't think it's necessarily cannibalizing Frazier's audience. I think it's right. just like,
1: I, it's picking up more people yes. from other demographics and whatever.
0: Yes. So, um, I, I found that to be a little contrived, but I enjoyed that it gave us a chance to see BB again. Although, BB yes. almost immediately is like, I mean, first of all, BB is a master at the way she phrased that, where she was like, we're growing the Fraser Crane team. You're too big for one mere mortal. I was like, oh, my God, BB, you're so good.
1: I, I thought you meant wording it when Dr. Zach came in. She's like, who are you? I'm confused. No, no. no. <laughs> Which got like a legitimate cackle out of me.
0: But when she's just like telling you about it, she's like, oh, of course, like she'll be running the day to day details and I'll be working on the big picture. I was like, oh, BB, you're so good at this.
1: Right. And he was like, I've met you a million times before. I think that joke didn't land because it definitely wasn't Kristen Chinoweth like when we've been in her office before.
0: Exactly. That joke did not land at all. I was like, uh, previously, it's been BB's mother (laughs) as her receptionist from Auntie BB. So I was like, no, it didn't land for me at all because I was, I I don't know. It's not like when he walked in, he said, good to see you again or anything to the receptionist. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that was a whole weird thing. But I mean, w- I liked the whole, like, how persistent she was once he was like, You're not my. He left BB and he's like, What was her name again? Sophia? Portia. Portia. Like, he was like, You're not going to be m- my agent, whatever. And then it's like all the great links she goes to mm-hmm. to get a hold of him and tell him. And, you know, it, she's basically doing BB shtick, but like with a different attitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she's not as hyperbolic as B.B. is. Like, B.B. Right. Like, threatens to jump out of the like station manager's window. <laughs> it's
1: dramatic, yeah. Um, so here's well, what's
0: funny is, I've remembered bits and pieces of this episode, but the one thing I couldn't shake is I knew that towards the end, Kristen Chenoweth is holding Kenny's pants, and I couldn't remember why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the whole, like, stealing someone's pants to get what you want bit in this episode was funny, because the cold closes, he runs into Dr. Zach at the the health club and yes. steal and just walks out with his pants. I just thought that was kind of funny. Um so Kenny's kind of like a weird creep, like that we're learning. Remember he was like he he had the weird thing about buying underwear. Yeah,
0: buying lingerie for his wife at Kmart.
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna go with buying underwear for his wife. I don't know that you can qualify Kmart underwear as lingerie like it sounds way classier (laughs) than necessarily what you get at Kmart uh
0: you know I'm sure Kmart might call it the intimates section or something yes yes
1: yes yes. Um. um and then now he's like doesn't understand there's clubs other than strip clubs and he and was super excited to go to a strip club with Frazier.
0: i have to say though until i realized that he really thought he was going to it, because i thought he was being sarcastic he's like i'll be there in the front row with a fistful of singles i was like that's gonna be a new catchphrase for me just to say you're excited about something and i was like oh no he's no he's right. he wasn't joking oh never mind
1: i did like his uh like wink on the way out when he's like sure thing fraser it was a, it was mostly just a physical performance was <laughs> it was really good it was really good sure thing dr crane a wink but i i did like i guess it's it's funny because when i think of those athletic clubs i think of like to me that's like a country club that in a space that doesn't have room for a golf course yes. right?
0: yeah and it's also it's i a, think it's, it's a th-
1: big city club
0: yes yeah, that's that's definitely what I think of it as. Um, it,
1: do those still exist?
0: Yeah, I mean they do in, in they do in big cities. So <laughs> they do in like yeah. New York and like Chicago and stuff. Like like the New York like racquet club and stuff. It's like, "Oh, you go there and you play racquetball and you maybe they have like <clears throat> some basketball courts for some pickup games and you know, they'll have trainers and kind of workout rooms and stuff and then they'll have maybe a pool and a steam room and hot tubs and like that's kind of it. Those still exist.
1: I I feel like the only two places I've really seen it have been this and then like movies before 1965.
0: If anybody watched Inventing Anna on Netflix about the like, you know, con artist Anna Delvey, there's a whole episode where Anthony Edwards is kind of the star. Anthony Edwards of ER and his character plays racquetball at like one of these clubs Mm. in New York. And that that was just in the past few years. So
1: I feel like we've had this discussion before, but that's not the Thanatos or whatever lady.
0: Theranos. No, we have had this discussion before. That's Elizabeth what's that Holmes. One?
1: But what's the name of that show that just came out the with her? Out. And it? The dropout. And Inventing Anna, who's in that?
0: Um Julia Garner, who's on Ozark and um
1: Okay. And then there's a new one out called Candy with Jessica, Jessica Beale. Yes. I don't know, like those uh, it's just like these weird kind of examinations of like women criminals of varying levels that have just come out yeah. lately and or women like when you like look at the sto-
0: schemes,
1: yeah and like but i think if you I, I, they've got a weird connecting thread but at the same time i don't think if you look at their stories they're anything similar like
0: yeah n- n- no i mean yeah in anna anna delvey and elizabeth holmes both in a very loose way they both like schemed people out of a lot of money and stuff mm-hmm. but like Elizabeth Holmes was actually committing like fraud. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. And Anna Delvey was more just like not paying people back when she said she would.
1: <laughs> it was so funny watching that because I feel like the Theranos lady has – that's just how I remember. You just told me your name. Elizabeth. Is that Elizabeth? Elizabeth Holmes, yes. Elizabeth Holmes. She. Did you ever watch Bob's Burgers?
0: Um, I've caught the occasional episode here and there.
1: They I, have I need this to watch, weird to watch more of it. <laughs> they have this babysitter. I think her name's Lisa and she's one of my favorite characters cuz she just is like, "Hello. Um, I think now is a time for us to color." And like the way she talks is like that's how I think of Elizabeth Holmes of like in a single drop of blood, this will have take all of your <laughs> medical, <laughs> you know, I'm like I, it's 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 funny. It's like if I had to imitate either one of those character characters, one's a real person. But um I would use the same voice. It's just, it's just so weird. It like goes up at the end, kind of like asking a question.
0: Yeah. Well, when I, when we first started recording this podcast, and I would listen to our episodes, I realized I ended a lot of sentences like that, and I was like, oh no. So I started modulating my voice. Wow. So so- soon I'm going to talk like this and be like, with a drop of blood, yes, you can discover what you have wrong and
1: yeah, it sounds like when women make fun of me, like that's the voice they use sometimes. <laughs> it's just like, I
0: mean, there's an episode of The Dropout where is a you lot of fun. see where she starts to create the voice that she has. Mm-hmm. Because people in her life are like, she didn't talk like that
1: before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, we- I, I, I watch a lot of true crime, quote, watch true crime through the lens of, of Tara explaining things to me. <laughs> Like, just telling me whatever she's seen. And I'm like, that sounds interesting. I'll hop on wherever you are. Or I'm cool with just hearing your side of the story.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone was recently doing that with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, defamation trial. Because I was like, I can't tag into any of this. this yeah, yeah, all, yeah. This is all, like, r- I, just, I really didn't want to hear. But I was like, just give me the, like, high level. And I was like, oh, and, and my friend was like, I'll send you some, some articles. So I was like, no, no, no. No, no. The, all I want is the summary you're giving me.
1: I started a new like Chrome profile for my work so I could keep bookmarks. This is really interesting. Anyway, basically the whole thing is I jumped on YouTube and I had like a fresh algorithm, right? Uh And for some reason, like the default algorithm YouTube got for me with this fresh new profile was you really want to watch clips from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I'm like, no, 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 I do not. And somehow I worked really hard to get that out of there. (laughs) But I was like, oh maybe maybe I should see something like this. And I remember like clicking on one thing where it's like, Johnny Depp's legal team freaks out and celebrates on Amber Heard's mistake. And I'm expecting them to be like high fiving in the courtroom or something. Mm-hmm. And what happens is is like she says something and like <clears throat> like does like a little cough. And then the, one of Johnny Depp's lawyers turns to another lawyer and just like nods really slowly. And they're like, whoa, did you see them celebrate? Oh my god! And I'm <laughs> like, nothing happened? What are you talking about? This sounds
0: like uh, like a satire when it's like trying to make courtroom procedurals exciting. Right? And it's like, did you see that nod? Oh my god! It, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like don't talk to me about exciting. I lived through the OJ trial. I know when people get, get excited yes. about a trial. Um, so anyway, so Frazier.
0: <laughs> uh, can we talk about the B-plot some?
1: What was the B-plot? I'm
0: uh, Martin, it. Martin was out of his cholesterol medicine and asked Niles oh, to write right, him right. a prescription for it. And Niles was like, well, no, I don't have your chart. I don't know your medical history, all of these different things. And I was, I mean, I knew Niles wouldn't write it for him, but I was like, this all makes a lot of sense. So I have a few friends who are either doctors or nurse practitioners who can write prescriptions and stuff. And I always joke, legitimately just joke about them writing prescriptions for me. But I think that if I asked them, I don't think they would.
1: I mean, they shouldn't. And if they would, I, I, I like, let's not talk about that on a podcast.
0: Uh, no, but I think, I mean, like, I, I think in the show, it was supposed to be under the premise of like, Miles is being kind of uptight and he should maybe write the prescription. And it's oh, like, I mean, did you get I that sense?
1: No, I didn't. I got that. I got that. It was an uncomfortable conversation. Like okay. that made more sense. Like I, 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 I didn't feel like. Ni- I felt like there was the um, subjective like morality of it, but the objective morality they were getting across was Niles is right, uh, Martin is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was actually kind of surprised he quote unquote wrote him a prescription when he needed that ticket gone away. But I did like, he's like, that was a buddy of mine. And Martin's like, that was a buddy of mine. I set this whole thing up. <laughs> you weren't getting a ticket. And Niles is like, I just drew you a picture of a dog. And then he goes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I love
0: loved that so much. It was really good. There was
1: there was like two. So the other thing that I was talking about that I really enjoyed about this is uh, Portia cornering Kenny at the in the locker room for the club and stealing his pants, so he'll listen to her. Not only so he'll listen to her, but then she comes up with like a good point and gets them both excited. Yes. Like, that's what was good about it. It wasn't just her being like, I won't give you, you know, like, I don't give up and I won't give you these pants till you say yes. It was like, I'm doing something drastic so you'll actually listen to me and let me now prove that I'm actually a good. Yeah,
0: that that, that I have the like research and ideas to back all this
1: up. Which I hate to see BB go away, but like, if we got like a Porsche episode in the next few episodes, like every season for this, you know, 10 and 11, I'd be okay with that.
0: I mean, well, we know that uh, Wicked starts soon, and so, so she's probably out. Yeah, so she's—I—I I, I can honestly—and I hope you didn't look her up. I honestly don't remember if she comes back so again. We're getting to episodes that I don't remember as well. Um, but Kristen Chenoweth is really good at—I think the character arcs. She had a—I think she was a series regular in the last season of The West Wing, but the last season of The West Wing, everybody's oh, yeah, only she in it half. The season because it's like one episode on the campaign trail, one episode in the White House, and it flip flops back and forth. And she, yeah, yeah, she yeah, plays yeah. a press secretary on the campaign trail. um She's actually also the one who I think finds Leo when he dies. Um, I want to say that that's her. But I was she, getting her mixed
1: up with Ainsley, but she's not Ainsley. No,
0: Ainsley had left the show by then. Um, yeah,
1: which is a real bummer. I loved Ainsley.
0: The but like she's hasn't really found her footing in a TV show like. She was in Pushing Daisies and that got mm-hmm. canceled. And she was in GCB and which was Stanford stood for good Christian bitches. And that got canceled. <laughs> I remember that. And I, I,
1: I mean, I didn't watch that, but I rem- I remember that. I remember that like weird time in the world where we refused to say the word. We w- really wanted to have the word bitch in the title to sitcoms, but we wouldn't say it like, don't, don't talk to the B in apartment <gasps> oh, two or whatever. Yes. And yeah,
0: That's right. Yes. Um, Yeah.
1: I totally botched the name of that.
0: I I think you're right, though. It's like, don't talk talk to the I think like in apartment three. I want to say it rhymed.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Um, She is, uh, I believe she plays Maleficent in The Descendants. Do you know what The Descendants is? This Um, is me knowing
0: first of all i'm very impressed that you know about disney channel movies um i i i I have a
1: disney podcast it's on screen. i I know i just
0: i like that it's crossed over i can't wait wait are y'all gonna talk about high school musical at some point
1: oh that's way down the line
0: (laughs) okay well just pencil me in for those episodes too all of them all the episodes um we're
1: not we're not doing multiple it'll be the first movie and that's it i think right for a while but,
0: but the third one came out in theaters we should do that one, too. Anyway, okay. uh, I know about The Descendants because friends of mine who know that I like High School Musical, their kids watch The Descendants, and they are like, you should watch it. I haven't watched it, honestly. Disney Channel movies, I have not watched one, one regularly since the second High School Musical. So, Yes, yeah, she uh,
1: is Maleficent. Kathy Najimy as the evil queen.
0: Oh, gosh. What what good cast they got.
1: Well, uh, I think that's the fun part of it. So if you know The Descendants, it's basically the children of the, all the villains right the children of all the villains it's like the high school for heroes opens up its doors to the villains kids and then they come in so it's high school drama with 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 like Cruella Deville's Vil's like kids and Jafar's kid and things like that and Love it. you know
0: I'm here for it I should actually you yeah, know I should watch this um but anyway um do we have rate else? this one yeah let's go oh, we did have, wait we did have some guest callers though at the beginning, Janet, who called into Doctor Zach's show, and I don't remember what her complaint was—something um, obviously I about Dr. sex life. Uh, that was Cherry Jones, the actress Cherry Jones.
1: I don't know if I know Cherry Jones.
0: You do. Um, hang on. She, She's—if you saw her face, you would be like, "Oh, I know exactly who this is." Um,
1: Sounds like something you order at like a speakeasy.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. She's. I'll
1: um, take a gin and tonic and a Cherry Jones. <laughs>
0: Like she's won Emmy. Oh, I think she played the president on one of the seasons of Twenty Four.
1: I don't think I've seen an episode of Twenty Four. Somehow I missed out on that.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, um, she was in like The Village. Oh, she was in Aaron Brockovich. She was in Signs in The Village, and um, oh, she was in an episode of The West Wing. I don't remember her in The West Wing. Um, she uh, she's like a little bit older. Um. Did you, you don't watch Succession, do you?
1: I, I'm I, sorry. I'm not- oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, now I know what you're talking about. No, I do not watch Succession. Okay. Although I, mean, I probably need to.
0: Okay. I mean, she had a, a role not this past season, but the season before. Um,
1: who, uh, who was the other caller?
0: Uh, Pat Boone. Garth from Mercer Island, who said- The
1: singer Pat Boone?
0: Yeah, it's only like Pat Boone I know, yeah. Okay. He called where he was like, It's something that every couple goes through, a problem I'm having with my wife. And they're like, Oh, yes, tell us. He goes, Our household budget.
1: <laughs> the interest joke is the next episode. I was trying to think. I was like, Why wasn't there also an interest joke oh, that's yeah, that next that's episode? Next episode. Um, but yeah, I'm going to write um, this one. You go first.
0: I'm going to give it six prescription slips with dog drawings.
1: Uh, uh, I
0: mean, I, I would, you know, I could go to seven just because that's Kristen Chenoweth in it. And. But also, I just don't think it's the, it's not the strongest Christian. She's not bad in it. I don't think the role in, I don't think she's given a lot of great writing.
1: I had some real big laughs in it. So I am going to give it seven awkward uh, medical examinations of your father.
0: <laughs> I just like, I was like, one o'clock work for you. Yeah, I'll drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I, just <laughs> I did love how they handle it. I just kind of look around. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is good at, at, at you know, as well as the big, huge physical humor can sometimes do very subtle looks in this that are very good, I yes,
0: think. Yes, I agree.
1: Um. So the next one is episode 11, Bully for Martin. After Frazier witnesses Martin get chewed out by his boss, Frasier feels obligated to say something on his behalf. However, it only serves to make things worse, which I feel like could be the last sentence to a lot of. Um Fraser <laughs> synopses. Or it, sounds, it only serves to make things worse.
0: Or it's it sounds almost like one of those throwaway lines that they use for a lot of plots where it's like, and things don't go as planned. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um M. Emmett Walsh is the name of the boss who is uh, you know, we go back to Martin's uh, security job. Yes. And this guy's eyebrows were out of control. <laughs>
0: So here's the like, question. What distractingly
1: out of control.
0: When you saw him, where were you like, what, what other piece of film or TV were you like? I know this guy from here.
1: Oh God. I don't even have a specific one. I mean, I've known him back since like 1960s comedy, we- uh, Western called, uh, I believe he's in support your local sheriff with James Garner, which is a really goofy comedy. But like, I feel like he like, you know, Forty years ago, he looked ten years younger, yes. like than he does here. Yes, right.
0: Uh, I'm happy to say he's still alive. He's 87.
1: No kidding. Yes. Wait, he's 87 now, so he was 60 something in that. <laughs> yes. He was 67. Yes. He looked 87 in that. I know. I know. Um, he is still alive. I was. He's done stuff this year.
0: i I mean
1: i'm I'm not making this up like (laughs) i thought i was sure like and you know two years after this he died home Uh, he was he was in the the righteous gemstone sneaky pete he's got a pretty big role in sneaky pete that's the one with uh giovanni rabisi yeah
0: yes so when i saw him i was like oh he's in my best friend's wedding and he is he plays like an uncle (laughs) <laughs> in my best friend's wedding, and oh, uh, sings part of "I say a little who, prayer for you" like on his own in the in that scene. So, what
1: did we talk? I think we talked about um my best friend's wedding in the Enchanted episode on the Disney podcast. And Tara was like, "Have you seen my best friend's wedding?" I'm like, "I think everyone's seen that movie." Like, I I don't know why I felt like it was if you were above a certain age when it came out, like you saw it. Everyone I mean, just saw it.
0: I will he say. I Go didn't ahead. I didn't see it in the theater. I think it was when I, when it came out, I was like a little too young for it not that it was would have been inappropriate. I just don't think I was super interested in it when it first came out,
1: yeah. I definitely saw it on a high school date. So, oh yeah, well, uh, I was
0: not in high school when it came out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, He was the guy in the jerk who was shooting Steve Martin. He's in Blade Runner and Blood Simple. Yeah, so and Critters. My I, God,
0: I just recently kind of learned about Blood Simple and like what a like big Cohen Brothers because i never heard mm-hmm. of it. Um, I'm not super into the Cohen Brothers, so. Um, Ooh. But he was in a Planet of the Apes movie. Good lord! Um, we're also leaving out a very important cinematic milestone. He was in Wild Wild West. Starring Will Smith and Kevin Klein in 1999.
1: <laughs> I was about to say I'm willing to bet like, like one out of every five Western he was in. He's got that oh my look. Gosh.
0: He's the apothecary in Romeo and Juliet. In Baz Luhrmann's Romeo yep, and yep, Juliet, yep, yep. he is the apothecary. He's in Free Willy too. I mean, guys, this is now an Emmett Walsh episode. <laughs> We're just going to like continue to go through his.
1: Yeah, uh, he's in so many things.
0: I mean, we haven't even gotten to his TV stuff, so.
1: Let's see if there's
0: um, any hot takes out of here. Oh, he's in early an episode of early edition. Oh, episode of Halt Improvement.
1: Yeah, you've seen this guy. Um, speaking of which, the other guy, Robert Picardo, uh, who is, plays his son, is a other prolific uh, that guy in movies and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, another Star Trek connection. He was in Voyager, I believe. I think he's the holographic doctor. Yes. Uh, he was in, he's in a bunch of Joe Dante stuff and gremlins. He was in a really great episode of, um, justified. I just saw where it's, it's, it's this thing where it's like someone has paintings that they, they think belong to Hitler, that they were Hitler painted paintings and he comes in and he's trying to collect them all and they assume he's a creep and he keeps telling the main character, you should come see my collection. And then he brings him into his collection, and it's all these shelves with jars with ashes in them. And he's like, "I'm." I go around and I find Hitler's paintings and I burn them. <laughs> like, I don't. I just thought that was like a very interesting end to that episode. Justified, great show if you get a chance to watch it. But, um, so the whole thing here is Emmett Walsh is a real jerk to Martin. Yeah. Like, cranked up to eleven in a way that's not very believable.
0: Yes. Yes, especially think, and, considering they're kind of in a little bit of client. They're in a client-facing role, like they're security guards in like an office building, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's unprofessional for like the the tenants in this building to hear you talk to your coworker so, that way.
1: Someone other than the security would say something about him. This can't be the first complaint he's ever got.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, Frazier witnesses his dad get kind of chewed out, and he. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about this in the episode he takes it a little not really personally, but he, you know, makes he make it it's about him because he's always looked at his dad as kind of like in charge. And I even think Ma- the way they portray Martin taking it, I don't see Martin taking it. Like yeah. the w- by the end, I thought the end was going to be him standing up for himself instead of them uh commiserating over the fact that they have kids they think are dorks or <laughs>
0: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was still funny, but it was also just felt kind of off.
0: Yeah, and it felt also like, you know how if there's somebody who's, maybe somebody, great example in this episode. If there's somebody who's really hard to get along with, but you need to be on their good side, you just find some common topic that you can always bring right. up. And it's and maybe it's ragging on someone else, but you know you have that in common. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like a resolution to this.
1: Yes. It felt like when that's your solution, it's like, that's, I feel like even previous to this episode, like when the time this episode came out, this feels like the middle, like the plot is Martin can't get this guy on his side. He finds a crappy way of doing it that is hurtful to Fraser and Niles. The end of the episode is he stands up for himself and is like, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done this. Right? Yeah. Like the lesson of this episode right now is if you can make fun of your kids and like it makes Martin feel like he doesn't like his kids like that's the end or he think he rolls his eyes at him
0: right right and I guess in some ways in a job maybe that's what you have to do because there will be no resolution but I took issue with the part with the fact that Martin was like I just when he runs into Fraser Niles at Nervosa and he's like working all those graveyard shifts and he's like I just don't know if I can do this, maybe I should quit. And Frasier's like, you can't quit. You've got to really work these problems out. I'm like, no, he can quit. Yeah. Like.
1: You can take care of him.
0: <laughs> well, but but I'm also just like, I mean, Martin doesn't need this job. And if he really wants his security guard job, I'm sure he can find another one. And like, oh, you, yeah, you, yeah. you can quit. Um, I feel like that this is back in that kind of, uh, toxic seems like a strong word, but a little bit of the mentality of like, no, you you do everything to hold on to that job you have and it's like no if that job is breaking you down like this, you can leave that job.
1: Well, uh, you know, I I think your bigger point is here is Martin doesn't need this job financially. Mm-hmm. Um it's more of something to to keep him busy. So I understand that, but I will say um you know, it's harder for older people to find jobs mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, but that's not really what they're addressing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um and again, it just felt like Martin was, I, I got the whole cop thing of like, you have to do the chain of command. I was like, I'm pretty sure, that, like you wouldn't have stood up for this. And like, cause it's not like this guy is just mean, but right. It's like, he's mean and he's not good at his job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. It was, I, it was, I liked the, the characters in it and I thought it was well acted, but I, I, yeah, I think the whole, the whole Martin's portrayal not Martin's portrayal, but the writing of Martin was not great. Um, I did like the bit where he called them when they're in the, <laughs> in the closet and he's yes. like, I'm at a quiet restaurant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, and for the lady, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that part really made me laugh. Uh, I also just um, really
0: enjoy when Niles and Frazier were bickering a little bit in the closet. I don't remember what the, what the point of it was, but Niles says, well, at least I have a girlfriend.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, shut up. Like, yeah, like they got real, like, like kitty like two brothers two young men um arguing i uh the whole Roz plot was kind of this is the one where yes yes this is the one where Roz keeps talking about uh and i want to say totally tony, tony goldwin but roger, roger was is roger roger yes and i you know i uh, i would like to see more roger and i'm glad that he's still in the show at this point but it's also like This is cheap and it is also a dumb joke, and I didn't think it was. I'm taking it very personally because it's Roz talking about being happy in a relationship, and I can't have that.
0: (laughs) I yeah, I I had a feeling that was gonna be where some of this angst would come from. Um,
1: Probably no, I was just kind of like, this is like it was. It wasn't subtly done, and it wasn't it wasn't well written. It was just big, like her, like she would know she was being annoying. That was the thing is it
0: wasn't in character for Roz. Roz has a little too much. uh, uh, What's the not? It's not self-centered self-awareness too, right um to understand but i guess that's what we're supposed to think is that she's like so enamored with roger that she doesn't notice but i'm like also we last saw him like six episodes ago seven episodes right, right. ago this is not a new re- this sounds like new relationship feelings this is not really a new relationship anymore so
1: yeah um i did like niles and daphne niles trying to like i'm gonna come up with uh topics that she can't possibly yeah. relate back to Roger and I did like the whole it looks like the interest rates are going are going down or something and she's like well certainly is low in is the lowest interest I've heard I've seen in a long time or something like that
0: yeah I I enjoyed that too and I tried to think about this reminds me oh, I'm gonna have to use veiled language although none of these people listen to this podcast but <laughs> th- this reminds me of like uh, a friend of mine when she was dating her, her man who is now her husband they first started dating she was just very was literally all she could talk about and one of my friends who's very introverted and she puts like she exhausts easily she'll say if she's around a lot of extroverts she gets exhausted by them very easily they ended up seated next to each other at this like girls dinner and all that happened was the friend who had just started dating <laughs> her, and,
1: one of your friends fell asleep like well, the, the one who gets exhausted like literally passed out well,
0: the one who gets exhausted kind of she was like at, at the end she was just uh, i think we were kind of walking out together and she was like Oh my God, I don't think I said a single word. And I now know entirely too much about I mean she wasn't super close to that girl either. She's like, I know way more than I've ever than I will ever want to know. About. Right. But she said it was kind of one of those things where she'd be like, Oh, would you like more wine? She'd be like, Oh, he and I have this great glass of wine. And she was like, Oh my God.
1: I feel like there was something really funny. I wanted to.
0: Oh, I enjoy when oh. Fra- when Fraser brings Martin pizza and he's like prosciutto and fontina, and he was like, "Oh man, I was hoping it was ham and cheese." And he opens up, he's like, "Oh, you tricked me!" And I'm like, "Prosciutto so, and fontina is ham and cheese."
1: Th- that's what I'm wondering. Was <laughs> so is is the joke that it that it was prosciutto and fontina, and Martin doesn't know the difference between ham and cheese and prosciutto and fontina, um, or that or Fraser is it,
0: calls it prosciutto and fontina it's ham and cheese
1: yeah he's like i know what you wanted dad i was just you know like well, i'm curious what was actually on that pizza a ham a ham and other cheese pizza is kind of a weird i don't know
0: yeah yeah i i it's, I a, it's a
1: sandwich not a pizza but,
0: but to me it sounds like fraser one time like maybe fraser was like "I'll oh, get us pizza for tonight and he orders prosciutto and fontina and martin's like prosciutto and fontina and then he eats it, he's like oh this is great. And Fraser's like oh it's just like ham and cheese
1: and I feel Martin's like this like, oh, might okay. have been written by a junior writer. Like,
0: Do you like think it was, was okay, a but it was spec script. Because <laughs> it seems yeah, yeah, it's right. something it like something like Like it was written a little bit by somebody who doesn't know the character super well.
1: What was I going to say? The other person in here is Jay Carnes from The Shield and uh, a lot of stuff. Who is the business guy? Who? Oh. Okay. Um, it's... if you watch The Shield, he's like a main character okay, on that show, and okay. he's also on like Sons of Anarchy, and he shows up in a lot of. Like stuff like that. I forgot who does. To me,
0: the Venn diagram of people who watch Sons of Anarchy and the Shield is just a circle.
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Um his his whole thing about like Fraser pretending to be I like the prank Fraser pulls <sighs> I on did him. too. I did too. That was really funny where he's like, he goes. I guess I should say uh, good luck, and he goes, "Don't, don't you, you mean congratulations? congratulations?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "I guess they don't mem- they don't send memos on that anymore." or Something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to keep. I, I imagine him that him keep he- that he would keep running uh-huh. into that character. Uh-huh. I was waiting for that to happen.
0: Yeah, I wanted some sort of other payoff on that, but I-, I still I still really enjoy that. I wish I could think that fast on my feet. Maybe sometimes I can, but I don't think I could.
1: Um. Anything else you want to talk about this one or you want to rate it? Um,
0: oh, just we had a guest caller at the beginning, Terrence, who was calling because he's almost 40 and, and still single and feels like he's never going to find love, which prompts Roz to talk about Roger. And uh, that was Andy Garcia.
1: I like Annie Garcia. I thought this collar was kind of dumb. Like I didn't really think it was, it was I, probably I think, the low I, end I, of collars I, for me. I think
0: you've hit the nail on the head with that this was a junior writer that was given the plot for this one or given the plot right. for the writing to do. Um, but if you notice, you now had like several episodes in a row that have been very radio station, either started in the station or been very focused around mm. the rate. Kirby would be in the intern. You know, it's almost like they
1: remembered that this show took place yes. at the radio station oh, because wonder, they've gone away from it for so long.
0: I wonder if they were just getting some feedback from like NBC about some of the storylines, and they were like, "Let's okay, let's look back at you know seasons where we won Emmys and stuff. What what were some things we did then that we aren't doing now?" And I wonder if they're like, "Let's bring it back into the radio station."
1: And I will say, I was talking again when I met up with my friend Jason. I was talking about how I was really enjoying this episode. Of course, we're kind of I think in the first half. So that's, we tend to drop off near the end, but like, I've liked this episode is, and you'll hear my radio well, this episode's fine, but like the one in front of it, I really liked. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, enjoying a lot of these and thinking they're pretty funny, but yeah, I wonder if that has to do, I think, I wonder if they went, Hey, you know, we didn't really mind the radio well as much as we should have. And now let's go back to it. Yeah.
0: Also, I don't remember this episode at all. I couldn't tell you if I did you
1: that. remember the previous one,
0: yes, because I, I remember I remember Kristen Chenna with holding Kenny's pants and I couldn't right, remember right, right. why. Um, and I remember the kind of the gist of that one, but yeah, no, I didn't remember this episode at all. Um, I do You want to rate this one first since I rated the last one first,
1: no, because I have two things, so okay. I want to make sure I'll let you go okay, first well, so I can use whichever I'm, I'm one gonna you give
0: does. it five prosciutto and fontina pizzas,
1: that was what I was gonna go with. I'm gonna give it five. Uh, crazy ass eyebrows because i couldn't get over M. 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 Walsh's eyebrows and i have a real i have an uh, eyebrow story i want to tell real quick oh i can't wait because um you know this probably some of our viewers know this uh big bushy eyebrows run in the d- family um i don't know if you know they run in the d- family but looking at my face you can tell that, that they're, the gene is there <laughs> and it gets worse and worse my dad's eyebrows you know he's got white eyebrows and sometimes they kind of get very mad scientisty. Mm-hmm. And so, one time he uh, came into the room. Uh, it was during, I guess, some family thing because my sister was there and I was older. Um, And it was kind of like, I was looking at him, I'm like, something's different. What is different about you? And I realized, I realized what was different and I said, what happened? And here's what had happened he took his um, beard trimmer and put it on like a guard Uh because his eyebrows were getting insane and he went and he pushed it and the guard went down to zero as he pushed it and he just shaved off half of his eyebrows. And so then he went, well, I need this to match up. (gasps) So he went and did it on the other eyebrow (laughs) and he came in and we were looking at him we're like, something's different. (laughs) It was just funny because it was looking at him like, you know, like, I think I would notice if you had half your eyebrows because they're so well sculpted. Oh, thank you, Laurel. Yes. But I think if like mine were, you'd you'd do the same thing where you go something's, something's different, something something's wrong.
0: <laughs> so it's it's funny that you say that like you would notice that with me, and and um I don't really notice eyebrows at all, like whatsoever. Like when someone's like, oh, she had really nice. Actually, I take that back. One of our student employees, I actually noticed her eyebrows and how good they looked, and I told her, and I was like, and this says a lot because I never notice eyebrows, but I. I, yeah I probably would never figure out what was wrong with your dad in yeah. that in that scenario you and I think those- that's what he
1: was hoping was like okay do I leave one like this is that because I feel like if one's like that and I think he 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 bought himself some time by doing both of them because if one was like that and the other wasn't we would have a comparison uh-huh but looking at his face it was just like I kept looking at him and I was just like, like huh. I think my sister caught on but we were everybody was like something's different. What's going on here?
0: <laughs> um yeah, it's 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 not it's not something I, I notice a lot. I know uh, apparently there was a trend when I was in high school and college of like way over tweezing your eyebrows and my mother mm-hmm. not another thing, I write thank you notes and I also never touched my eyebrows cuz my mom was like, "No." And as a result, I never You mean like just goes,
1: like do this? Is no, that no. you mean by don't touch?
0: No, no, like like don't don't do any Oh, don't do anything. any self
1: plucking. Okay, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you uh, meant like,
0: well, so as a result, I didn't do any plucking whatsoever until like, I don't know, sophomore year of college. And then I started letting sorority sisters tweeze my eyebrows and stuff, but just do strays, just do little like cleanups and stuff. So I've never, <laughs> I've never had to go through awkward grow out periods with my eyebrows. Now I now do get them professionally tended to, but even then it's just like, <laughs> it's just I... a cleanup as we call it. It's never overdone shaping.
1: When I lived alone in the D.C. area before I met Tara, um, I had one, I think it was on this eyebrow, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what happened to it, but it was a hair that was a good half an inch mm. tall, like above mm. everyone else, and it grew straight out. <laughs> so I never noticed it. Mm-hmm. Because I looked in the mirror and it was growing straight. I didn't notice it. And then I went to get my hair cut and the barber's like, I got to get rid of this. And I'm like, I got to get rid of what? I swear to God, Laurel, I think he did like one full twist, Ah! like (laughs) with his finger to collect it before he yanked. Oh my gosh. And I was like, that's how long it was? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, how did I not notice it? He's like, it was straight. That must have been it. And it like grew back a couple times and then it just stopped. And it was like also like white.
0: Oh, interesting! So
1: that's another reason I couldn't see. It was white or like very, very pale, light. Like yeah, very um, light. Y-
0: you saying that there's an eyebrow gene though reminded me of one of my favorite parts of the OC because um, you know, it stars Peter Gallagher who has just caterpillars for eyebrows and, and Peter what-
1: Gallagher, a one time massage uh, client of my aunt.
0: Oh, I do think you told this told us anyway. this before at least you've told me this before but anyway um at one point the woman who plays his wife on the show says to their son um adam brody um You're, you become more and more like your father each day and he clutches his eyebrows and says oh no are they growing in
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: it's so good oh uh, now i just want to rewatch the oc anyway
1: well uh craniacs if you have any great eyebrow stories uh as always you can hit us up at Seattle area code 206-657-6986. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Get at us wherever you find your podcasts and give us the highest, rev- the highest score you possibly can. That's a five-star rating on Apple podcasts. Uh, give us the highest score. <laughs> give us the highest number of stars you can. Do not give us a four-star Or or lower review if you think you're going to do that. If you're saying, but I want to. I don't have anything else better to do with my life. Well, be at ease because Laurel has a suggestion for something you can do.
0: (laughs) I do, Craniacs. Uh, It's a book that I finished this past weekend that I truly can't stop thinking about, which is a good sign. Um, And I fear that it's marketed a bit towards women. And I think it is... I, I think it, it, it's it's worthy no matter um, your gender. And it's called The Push. And it's by a woman... I believe it's her first novel. Um, Ashley Audrain. A-U-D-R-A-I-N. And it's about a woman who um, is a new mother. And she starts to worry and suspect that her baby... And then as the baby goes into a toddler and stuff... Is a psychopath. And... A lot of the time, as the reader, you, you are trying to constantly balance. Is this just, and, and the mother has some generational trauma in her past from her mom and her grandmother and stuff. And so a lot of it is you just being like, is this projection? Is this overreaction? You're, you're constantly trying to like figure out the, uh, f- figure out what the answer is to, and knowing that the mother who's the narrator of the whole book is n- perhaps an unreliable narrator. And I like, it is, it keeps you kind of, like, you're a little off kilter the whole time. It is so good. I just, I, like, truly think about it, right? I may read it a second time before it expires from my library loan. Like, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, that's,
1: I, a, that's a that's a big recommendation, I think.
0: I, I, let me just put it this way. On Saturday at, like, morning, I was 50% of the way through it. And then I, my, my plans I had Saturday ended you earlier. You
1: pushed through it. <laughs>
0: I did. I did. I came home from my plans earlier on Saturday and a bunch of other things I wanted to do like that that night as well. And what did I do? I sat down and like finished the book. I was like, you're not getting up until this book is over. And it is. Yeah, it's very good. The push. The push.
1: Not pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> Uh, that was made into the movie Precious.
0: <laughs> Correct. I believe that. Wasn't it Push, a novel by Sapphire or something? Yes.
1: Precious. Based on the book Push yes, by Sapphire. Yes. Thank you. Thank just... you. That was
0: it. Gosh. Yeah, it was one
1: of the longest I was like, oh, what titles. a weird title. Um, similarly, I just finished a book last night that I can't stop thinking of that I don't think anyone else really should read. And that was Cujo by Stephen King. <laughs> okay. Like... There's all there's if, if you're looking for a good Stephen King, there's way better Stephen King's. I think it's well, not good for most animal lovers. It's got a depressing ending and it's really only good if you're like a completionist like me and you're kind of like, OK, I see where he was in his writing career. Great. Well, wasn't <laughs> he move also on.
0: pretty into drugs at that point? Isn't it like this... Joe and Christine are two books where he's like, woof. <laughs> No, no pun intended, but
1: <laughs> cujo uh, nice um cujo, I believe was written on cocaine. Yes, that sounds about right that sounds right and it's it's got some weird stuff and I mean other than the like animal like there's things I really liked about it mm-hmm. and then there was things I went no and but there was a lot of stuff that I was kind of skipping over like there's this whole side plot it like they make it seem like this is happening to the woman kind of as uh um punishment for her having an affair mm. which she's got no she's she's called it into and told her husband about and everything and I'm also like so I started looking up like Stephen King I'm like no he's been married to the same woman like I was like was Stephen King going through some stuff right now I don't know um can't recommend it for animal lovers can't I, I really only recommend it for uh Stephen King completionists and otherwise if you're just curious read the wikipedia thing but I do want to put this push novel on my uh on my amazon list and put it in the giant pile of books by my bed
0: yeah yeah or you know check it out from the library or something um i also want to say i did it's more of a confession i did start a gentleman in moscow which i believe you've recommended before on Mm. here but then it expired from the library and i had other books i also wanted to download that i that i knew was going to take a long time for me to get again from the library so i had to let it go but When it comes back, I plan on I plan on continuing because I was enjoying what I was getting into, and then I was like, ah, when there's a book you've been waiting for for twenty weeks and it comes available, you're like, yeah, I'm going to download this.
1: Not to re-review that one, but it is very pleasant, so I don't exactly find it to be, um, like a super big page turner. Like when you read it, you're like, oh, this is really nice. Like it's like a it's it's very pleasant. And it's it's very satisfying. It's a book whose ending I think is just the perfect amount of, oh wow, that's really great. Like for the book you got, like I it's it, yeah. So I understand you being like, I'm gonna read something like I'm gonna read something more like thrilling and 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 than this. So
0: no, I no, it was it wasn't that I was like it was just I had the other book I was gonna take. Actually it might have been the push that came up at the library mm-hmm. where I was like, well, I gotta got to read this because it took so long to get it so
1: well craniacs we've given you uh two new book recommendations and one rebook recommendation i guess with this one so you got plenty to read uh to keep you from giving us those four star reviews so until next time guys i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're listening
0: bye y'all